Greetings. This is Coach Jackie with uh, Uzazi Podcast. Today I will be talking about uh, rules, about rules. Um, and this is uh, part one of a discussion around uh, how we can establish a firm foundation for our children uh, by using rules. And in fact, in parenting literature, rules feature a lot as a way of establishing order. Rules can help us to set limits and they can help our children uh, learn to engage with authority, to take responsibility, to understand the consequences of not doing what is, um, is expected. Rules are especially important for teenagers, um, which is that uh, when they are at that developmental stage where they begin to break away from their parents and look for um, their own identity separate from parents, but uh, uh, which is a stage also where it is critical that they understand their consequences or they understand that there are limits to what they can and they ought to do. Rules then um, help them to stay within the bounds, the boundaries of what is accepted or what is uh, pro-social. Rules establish a firm foundation for discipline, but in order for rules to do this, they, they, they need to be good rules. And rules are best when they are based on your family's values, uh, when they provide a moral com compass that helps your child find uh, his or her way, uh, and when they are clear, when they are necessary, fair, and enforceable. If they are not, then anger and chaos quickly develop. So not having clear expectations causes friction between you and your child because then your child doesn't really know what you expect of them and therefore they are, they are unable to do it. This means that there needs to be some thinking around how rules are constructed. Um, and uh, so I'm going to start off by, you know, sort of trying to define what a rule is or what a rule isn't. So a rule is not a hope. I wish that you would do all your homework before going out. This, this just says what you would prefer, and that's it. A rule is also not an expectation. If you say, I expect that you'll do all of your homework before going out, you're sort of falling short. This, this is your expectation, but it's not clear. Yeah, it's your expectation, but... Do I do it? Do I not? Um, what happens if I don't meet your con uh, expectation? What are the consequences? And, and, and I'm going to be talking about consequences a, a bit later. A rule is also not a demand. A, a demand may sound like a rule, but a demand sets you up for a power struggle with your teenager. If you say, you will do all your homework before going out, you're setting yourself up, as I said, for a power struggle. If you say, before you go out, complete all of the homework that was assigned on that day, and if you don't, uh, we are going to ensure that you don't participate, you know, in you know, maybe some fun activity during the weekend or something like that. <coughs> This is a rule because it tells the teenager or the child what to do, when to do it, and what happens if they don't do it.
so it's important to to know that when you're establishing rules you you don't want to be stating a hope a desire a personal demand or an expectation a rule tells exactly what and when you expect your child to be doing and um, what happens if they don't do it so what are the rules for developing rules in in general there are five that i'm going to share today uh, first one is that you should focus on behavior and not attitudes and the reason for this is quite simple behavior can be seen or detected you can observe whether your teenager has completed her homework or she has cleaned her room or she has washed the dishes or she has fed the cat this is evidence that she has complied by the rule but you cannot see her attitude about complying with the rule and and that should not even be the issue she may not like that she has to do something she may not like the behavior that that rule demands of her but that is not your focus your focus should be on whether or not your teenager or your child has complied with the rule and the rule was make your bed before you go out for example and when the rule is complied with when your child complies with the rule be sure to praise her and encourage her because this is also part of uh, helping her to 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 be willing to comply with with the rules or to observe the rules that that you have set so don't don't set rules such as improve your attitude towards your brother what what do you want your child to do about her brother how will she know that she has done it if you want her to stop hitting her brother say that say don't hit your brother that rule focuses on a behavior that you want to see stopped and it's clear to the teenager or to the other child what it is that you are expecting to see the second rule about um, developing good rules is that you write it down i mean there's been quite a bit of research about uh, what gets written getting done but there's another reason why it's good um, for you to write down rules when you establish them for for your children uh, in the first place it, it it ensures that there will be no arguments in future about exactly what the rules stated there will be no issue of you forgetting you know and your teenager conveniently getting away with the fact that you forgot that there was such a such a rule but it also serves as a good reminder for the for the for your child about what is expected of them and don't um don't repeat it to them all the time but more especially don't keep repeating rules if you don't actually follow up on whether or not they have been complied with the third rule about developing good rules for your children is that those rules should be tied to a set consequence or set consequences when children know beforehand what will happen if they don't observe the rule then they are more likely to follow the rules it's not a guarantee that they will follow the rule because kids will gamble they will they will try and test to see or they will test to see whether they can get a, get away with breaking the the rule and and sometimes they gamble and and get away with the rule but it is even more critical that when they gamble 
they they meet the consequences and understand that these consequences are for real and that they will happen consistently so don't don't um, apply the consequences selectively if if the consequence has been set that if you don't finish your homework you don't have dessert don't start making excuses and feeling sorry for, 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 for your child when they start pleading and begging for forgiveness and things like that because they will know that they have some wiggle room. It's important that you clearly identify what your child will lose or what your child will have to do if they don't observe the rule. And so, so don't, don't, don't let it be a guessing game. Don't let it be a, a, a negotiation once the rule has already been broken. The fourth uh, thing about developing good rules is to involve your child in devising the rules. Uh, I think that um, it's, um, it's quite well known that when people contribute to building something or to doing something, they feel more ownership for it and therefore they are more likely to take care of it or to abide by it if it's a rule. So sit down with your adolescent or your child and explain your concerns about the behavior that you're trying to change uh, with the rule that you want to, to, to establish. Ask for their input and opinion. Some children will not want to participate in this process and if they don't, then that's fine. But go ahead and create the rule without them. Many children will very quickly realize that it's actually to their advantage to be involved because then they can shape some aspects of the rule. Um, they can, at that point, they may be able to negotiate what the consequences will be. But once the rule has been set and the consequences have been agreed, that's it. The advantage to you as a parent is that you'll likely get much less resistance to the rule if the child has been involved in its development or its construction. The last rule that I would like to share about developing good rules for your children is that you should monitor compliance with the rule and be consistent about that monitoring. It is actually the key to success in establishing and gaining compliance with rules. If you enforce the rule one day and disregard it the next, your child will very quickly learn that the rule is of little value and could be safely ignored. So let, let's just look at this example. A, a teenager has been told that uh, when they go out to the movies with their friends, they ought to come back at a certain time. So they have, they have a, a set curfew. And uh, they come home, you know, half an hour late. And you just give them a dirty look and tell them, you know, you ought to be back home by the curfew. The next two or three times they come home on time. And then the the time after that, they, they are late by two hours and then you, you yell and threaten, but you don't actually do anything about it. And then the next time they stay out uh, uh, late again and you sort of just give them a dirty look, but you don't say anything, they will know that this rule doesn't matter and they will do whatever it is that they want. So you, a rule without consequences doesn't really help them to develop the discipline that you're hoping to, to instill in them by creating those rules. 
it's also important to remember that you don't want to have too many rules. Uh, first of all, it will be very difficult for you to keep track of them. But then also, it smacks of micromanagement. And this is not what you want because it invites rebellion. But it also doesn't give your children a chance to grow up and make choices about how they are going to behave, what they are going to do, and, you know, what the consequences are going to be. So identify critical things, uh, critical behaviors that you would like to work on for your child and establish rules around them. And these rules, as we have said, need to be developed in a certain way so that they are... Uh, um, they they lead to the behavior that you're looking for. And, and, and just to, to recap on the five rules for developing a good rule, one was that the rules should focus on behavior, not attitudes. Two was that uh, we should write down the rule and say it often but not too often. Uh, three, that uh, there should be a set of consequences tied to the rule and that these consequences have to be enforced. Uh, four is that involve your children in devising the rules and five is that you should monitor compliance with the rule consistently and to finish part one of this uh, topic on rules i would also just to say that you know some rules will have a beginning and an end so you don't you're not going to have the same rule about uh, crossing the road for example for your five-year-old as for your 15-year-old so monitor the rules and assess whether or not they are necessary. When a behavior, uh, when certain behaviors have been learned, then you don't really need to have a rule um, about them. But some rules will, you know, will always apply. Rules that involve how people live together, rules that involve um, schooling, for example. As long as your son or your daughter is still living at home. You you will have you will want to have rules about that even even if the content and the consequences might differ depending on the life stage that you know your child is at. So make sure that you know you review rules on a regular basis so that you don't uh, maintain rules that are unnecessary. So I'd like to leave you today with uh, a, a, a suggestion for a reflection. If 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 you have rules. How are you monitoring them? If you don't have rules, what are the challenges that you face about creating rules? Um, and perhaps what are the challenges that you face about monitoring rules and applying consequences in a consistent matter, manner? Thank you.